Welcome to the Award Travel 101 podcast. My name is Jeff Brownson, and I'm your host. My full-time job is managing the Award Travel 101 Facebook group. That group is made up of over 60,000 people who travel the world using miles and points. Our group members not only love to learn about award travel, but they are happy to share, teach, and help others learn to travel the world on any budget. This podcast not only gets into the details of award travel and using miles and points, but it also takes a look at my life running a Facebook group full-time and the lives of our members as they travel the world. Have you earned plenty of miles, but you aren't sure what to do next? Are you struggling to find the flights you need to get where you want to go? If you need some help with an award booking, stop by the Award Travel 101 Facebook group and check out our new weekend thread, The Weekend Burn. Just give us the details of what you're looking to book, and some of our 60,000 plus members will help you find the best way to burn those hard-earned miles and points. Hello, everyone. I'm here today with Lee Huffman, who's someone I've known for a couple of years. It's good to have you here. It's great to be here, Jeff. How's everything going? Everything's going great. We're in town. We're actually at the Washington Hilton, which you had a little fun fact about that I didn't even know. This is actually known as the Reagan Hilton because this is where John Hinckley tried to assassinate Ronald Reagan. So, uh, of course, this is where we would get together. No, wait, it might not be that safe. <laughs> and it, it is now a huge uh, hotel and conference center, and you're in town for uh, an upcoming conference, which is FinCon, and they're also associated CardCon that goes along with it. And we'll get more into that as we get going here. The, the main point of the episode is going to be talking about meetups and get-togethers and conferences. But before we get to that, let's get a little bit into your background so the listeners know who you are and know what you're doing. And go over a little bit of what you've done over the past year or two years. Sure, I'm not sure, sure. Exactly how long it is at this point. <laughs> yeah, so about a year, a little over a year ago, I quit my corporate job. I used to work for a regional bank based in LA, and some people are familiar with its credit card, the Crystal Card. Uh, but after working there for about 13 years, it was time to leave. And rather than finding another corporate job, uh, my wife and I did some analysis and said, you know what, our kids are already three and seven. We're missing out on so many uh, years of their life. Rather than trying to find a new, uh, new corporate job and putting in all that time and effort to rebuild your reputation there, it's better to just look, look at leaving California, moving to a, a city that's lower cost of living, and we ended up moving to Nashville. And so now I hang out with the kids, I, uh, I write for my blog, Bald Thoughts. I started a podcast called We Travel There. And uh, I freelance write for uh, several of the websites out there that, that a lot of people listen to and, and follow. Now, there's a, a huge difference in living. You mentioned the cost of living, but also lifestyle between L.A. and Nashville. I assume weather's different, though both are warmer than I'm used to. <laughs> Uh, but j just go over a little bit of what the differences are in your, obviously, your daily commute. You're working from home now, so it's much better. But what what the difference in traffic and lifestyle and opportunities for you and your family? Yeah, absolutely. If you're not familiar with Nashville, it's one of the hottest growing cities right now. Uh, I believe 100 people a day are moving there from all over the world. Uh, Amazon's bringing 5,000 jobs. Mitsubishi moved their headquarters from Orange County to, to Nashville. 
Alliance Bernstein has moved in a bunch of uh, finance jobs from New York. So everybody wants to be there because it has low cost of living. Our home that we that we bought there was a half the price of the home we sold in California. Our utility bills are, are much cheaper, even though it gets colder in the winter and, and hotter in the summer. Our utility bills are much less. Gas is incredibly cheaper than it is in California, probably like half the cost. And so overall, the, the overall lifestyle is fantastic because a couple of different things. One, obviously it's cheaper, but two, in California, you're always rushed. You know, both of us were working full-time jobs, long commutes, all the different hassles and stresses there. But now that we moved to Nashville, you know, I work from home, so I'm kind of filling the, the Mr. Mom duties, uh, taking the kids to school and sports and all the different appointments, things like that. Uh, my wife is able to focus on her career and she's moving forward uh, with her career and actually just got a promotion uh, to director of HR. So things are moving kind of in all cylinders there. But I, I think the, one of the biggest things is that we were so busy in California, we didn't have time to form a lot of new friendships. We had a lot of friends because I lived in Southern California all my life, but now that we've been in Nashville, I think that my wife has found a lot more friends in a short time frame, and probably more friends in the one year that we've been there than the eight years we lived at our old home in Anaheim. And they're probably, I, I don't want to say better friends, but more fitting friends, because if you live in somewhere a long time, you have lots of friends from when you were younger yeah. or lots of friends from when you were in a different place in life. And now you're meeting new people and meeting new friends. And those are the friends that are in the in similar places as you. They have kids the same ages. Sure. They they like the same things. They want to do the same <laughs> thing. So it's it's often easier to get together and especially when everybody doesn't have a, a one or two hour commute every day, it's easier to get together in the evening and, and enjoy the time. Yeah, no, exactly. My wife even goes around with some of the neighborhood ladies. They do a little wine walk at night and walk around, get their steps in and have a little glass of wine and, and chat, chat about probably all the crazy things that I do and all the travels that I do and things like that. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> I remember when I lived in Pennsylvania, we used to go trick-or-treating as a huge group and it was the kids and all their friends and all the parents friends and there was one of the houses one of the dads would hand out beers to the parents and then <laughs> hand out candy to the kids and then we just wander through the neighborhood with our beer and they would have their uh their candy collection and it was i mean it was great when you could just wander through and relax and have a drink and chat with friends for sure yeah i'm gonna take some notes because uh, uh <laughs> halloween's coming up so i may have to figure out about either handing out the beers or getting some beers from some of my neighbors yeah, definitely look into that because it made trick-or-treating a, a lot better for the grown-ups <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about your history with travel or miles and points i don't even think i know this I, we've known each sure. other for a while but i don't know how you got started or how you got into the game of award travel well, for a long time, I thought I had everything kind of dialed in. I had the Southwest Companion Pass. Uh, this year, I've had it 14 consecutive years. And uh, I had that. Uh, I have a timeshare, so we use that to travel. And then I had a lot of SPG points. So I put my expenses on the Southwest credit card and the SPG credit card. And my dad had a bankruptcy business, and so put all his expenses on them. So we had a lot of miles and points, but obviously primarily domestic travel. Yeah, and concentrated then, on those couple of programs. Let's I have a moment of silence for SBG. May it rest <laughs> in peace. For sure, for sure. And then one year, my wife said, hey, you know, I really want to go to Paris. And my response was, well, baby, uh, Southwest doesn't fly to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> and the frugal part of me is like, I'm not paying cash for that. Like, there's no way we can go. It's yeah. impossible. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. Right <laughs> we got to wait till Southwest starts flying to Europe. I don't know what to tell you. But uh, they really just got me uh, started figuring things out, and I started really kind of diving into some of the uh, some of the blogs, and I equated to the movie The Matrix. 
You can either take the red pill or the blue pill. You can take one pill and it goes back to like your normal life and you don't really know what's going on and you're spending cash for everything. Or you take the other pill and now you've, you've like really diving into the deep end of all the miles and points, all the different things out there that you can do. And it's been a wonderful journey over the last like seven or eight years. And when you take that pill, you find out that there are other airlines who also have loyalty programs yes. and they fly to Paris. <laughs> for sure. And so what we end up doing is uh, I ended up earning not only enough miles for my wife and me to go, but we brought our, our son who was 26 months old at that time. We also brought my mother-in-law uh, so that way she can watch the kid for us a little bit as we can do some more adult things while we're traveling. And then uh, we were able to actually fly economy there and then upgrade the business on the way back. So that was my first uh, true business class experience. And it's kind of hard to go back to Southwest after all that. But I, 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 I survive in Southwest and I do. Still I still do it. to do it. Yeah. It's funny that, that that's your story because Paris actually is what got me into this game because okay. we wanted to fly to France and spend the summer in France when I, I had sold a business and my wife is a teacher. So we had the whole summer off and then airfare was ridiculous. And I said, no, there's gotta be a better way. And that's how I find my lesson points. And when we eventually went, we took uh, the two of us and the kids and flew my parents over too as a, I think it was a Christmas present for them, but we had a, a great trip to France and that kind of kicked us off and got us rolling. And that was the first big award trip for us as well. That's awesome. Yeah, this was a, that was 2013 for us when we did that trip. And so since then, every year, multiple times a year, going someplace international and you're trying to mix in as many business class flights as I can. Yeah, we have, I, oddly, it's been a crazy summer of travel for us. But after the trip I have planned in October, we have nothing booked for our family for the rest of this year, for next year. I, absolutely no travel booked. And my wife just went back to school last week and people had seen all her travels. <laughs> and they said, oh, what's your next big trip? And she came home and she said, I don't have an answer for them. We need to book something. <laughs> so she came home with her wish list the other day and uh, it, it looked very uh, scuba diving heavy and very beach heavy. So we'll see what we can do to get her to some of those places she wants to go to. That's I said, you know, it's not, this isn't how award travel works. You don't necessarily pick your place and your dates and when you want to go. And she said, I know, but you'll start poking around late night and you'll find something and you'll get us there. I have faith in you. <laughs> well, that's what, that's the way I kind of, I approach it. Cause as you know, award space isn't always available for the times and places you want to go to. The way I always look at it is I have a, like a kind of a top 10 list of places I want to go. And then depending upon when we want to go and what's available. Yeah. I may not hit number one, but I may hit number two, four and seven. Yeah. And then you can replace those. Absolutely. Eventually you'll get to number yeah. one. So at some point there'll be an award seat there and For you'll sure. get there and um, you'll go when the award tells you to go. Yeah. Like, a, like I just got back from Brussels with my daughter. I originally wanted to take her to Paris because KLM was having their 25% off business class uh, tickets in June. I wanted to take her to Paris. The tickets were really expensive for the dates that we wanted to be able to travel. And so I said, okay, well, what else is available? And we ended up going to Brussels and flew business class on KLM on the way there. And then a United Polaris on the way back. Well, that doesn't sound like a bad trip at all. Yeah, no, we had a lot of waffles, a lot of, a lot of fries, a lot of beer for me, and a lot of, uh, a lot of waffles and ice cream. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of travel in Europe and the foods and the beers and everything that goes along with it. And we'll get into that quickly when we talk about our next trips coming up sure. a little later. But first, let's uh, talk about why you're here and what, I guess conferences as a whole in the travel space and the miles and points space. 
we both agree that they are absolutely wonderful and very, very important if you're really going to get seriously into this game because of the the networking and the opportunities to meet different people. Um, but specifically, the the one you're here for, I'll let you talk a little bit about it because honestly, I don't know that much about it. Sure. <laughs> um, I'm participating in CardCon over the next couple of days, and then that's followed by FinCon. And just it happened to be in DC, and I thought I should be here for this, so yeah. I'm here. But uh, tell us a little bit about these two conferences. Sure. So FinCon, I've actually been. This is my fifth time attending over the last six years. Uh, the one year I missed, I went to the Dolphins Jets game at Wembley Stadium, so I got a pass on that one. But <laughs> but overall, really, what this conference is, it's all about like kind of like the back office side of of running a website. It's teaching you more about SEO, uh, social media marketing. Uh, YouTube, all the different aspects of, of things that we need to know as travel writers for either for for blogging for somebody else, for freelancing, or for writing for ourselves and promoting what we're writing to to kind of reach a bigger audience. So it's this one's all about personal finance. Uh, so there are a lot of personal finance conversations going on, talking about retirement, uh, debt payoff, those type of strategies. But there is a subsection of us here that are all about miles and points. And so, you know, we nerd out talking about all the latest program changes and the trips that we've gone on and, uh, you know, all those fun deals. But uh, overall, it's it's not really an end user conference. It's more of like the back office side of things. And that's really what uh, CardCon uh, is as well. But that's more focused on credit cards, uh, credit scores, credit reporting, uh, things of that nature how that all works so that those of us who write about it yeah. can meet with the banks and can meet with the credit card companies and get to know how that works, how things are going to affect your credit score so that we can give the best advice possible to yeah. to the, the end users so, or absolutely. the people who are reading our stuff. And so what I would say is this, is that you know, you're probably not going to quit your job and become a travel writer uh, or get into this world on that side. But what I encourage people to do is take a look at the miles and points that you have, and maybe there's a conference that you want to attend that's going to be help you uh, further your career, uh, and but maybe your your boss just doesn't have the budget for it, or maybe you work for yourself and you just can't quite uh, afford it. Going on vacation and, and sitting on the beach, enjoying yourself is awesome, but to me, what's even better is if you can use those miles and points to attend a conference, it's going to boost your career and able to you to make some more money, make better connections and move your career forward. So that's also a really worthwhile use of your miles and points. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited to see what happens over the next few days uh, as someone who is now fully in this doing it 100% of the time for my job, um, seeing what kind of connections I can make. As far as the personal side, people who aren't doing this for a living, there are lots of conferences where you can learn more about miles mm -hmm. and points. And you you touched on it when you said there was a subset of people from the miles and points community who are going to be here and we'll get together and we'll nerd out and we'll talk about this and we'll talk about who what this business flight is sure. and where how many points it takes to get here and there. Um, that's not going to happen as much in the sessions as that happens in the lunch or the dinner or late night with drinks or that's, that's really where a lot of the value of these conferences comes out because you'll meet people and you'll get to know them. And over the years we've met up at several things. And then when I saw you were in town, I said, Hey, uh, do you want to have lunch and record a podcast episode? And you're like, sure, of course. And we talked about a few things over lunch that we, we won't talk about here, but it's, the more people you know, the better chance you have to 
have one of your friends notice that mistake fare out of your home city and send you a text message and say, hey, you should book this right now. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's not their home city and they normally don't care. And I've had I've had chances or opportunities where there have been mistake fares out of D.C. and I've gotten three or four different messages and people said, hey, if I fly to D.C., will you go fly this with me? And I'm like, absolutely. Well, <laughs> the next thing I know, I'm in Columbia. There you go. But um, just making those connections and meeting people is the, the biggest advantage you can have in this this kind of community. Sure. I would say, because uh, I've been attending FinCon, like I said, for five of the last six years, and attending this conference is really the thing that actually pushed me into where my career is today. So over the years, when I first started attending, it was more just, you know, hey, the, the website was a, was a hobby, something fun to do to, to kind of document my, my travels. But as I was realizing it was time to leave my career, all the connections that I made over the years and all the friendships, when I reached out to them and asked for advice, because we've become, we've been friends for all these years, they felt comfortable in sharing a lot of their, their tips and tricks and putting me in connection with people. So even if you aren't looking to make a career change today, building those uh, connections, planting those seeds for the future is incredibly important. Yeah, and you never know where you're going to end up. That's a that's a great point. And a similar thing happened to me. I was working at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, and when I left that job, I didn't know exactly where I was going to move on to, probably to be a patent agent or move into the private sector somewhere. And a couple of people reached out to me and said, hey, you know a ton about this. Do you want to write and we'll pay you? And I said, okay. And then I was freelance writing for a few years, and now here I am talking to all of you on the Award Travel 101 podcast and running this whole show. So um, you never know where you're going to end up. I, I certainly never thought I would be writing. I picked a college based on the fact that I didn't have to write an entrance essay or take an English <laughs> class. Um, so you, it's, it's great to keep your options open. As far as uh, personal travel and learning about miles and points, there is a conference. It's called the Chicago Seminars that's coming up in October, um, and I was just pulling out... It's actually the 10th anniversary. Yeah, uh, and it's the 18th through 20th of October, and that... It's one of the original conferences on miles and points. The cool thing about the Chicago seminars is that they take over the entire hotel. It's not a five-star hotel. It's not an amazing hotel. You're not going to get an upgrade to an amazing suite, but it it takes place at the Holiday Inn, Elk Grove... Um, in the outskirts of Chicago. And the great thing about that conference is anyone you run into in that hotel, you know, is there for the same reason. So they aren't going to look at you crazy if you ask them how to get a business class seat to Australia for Christmas. <laughs> they're they're going to understand and they will have also looked at that and tried to find their way there. Well, sure. that, But also, it's not just advanced people. There's a, a almost every session they, they kind of ask people to raise their hands as far as who's been here in the past, who's the, the first time. And I would say about 50-50 of the audience is either kind of advanced people who really know what they're doing, and the other half are just very uh, very new people who just really want to learn and have heard about miles and points, but maybe a little timid, maybe a little afraid to, to start out. And they're there, uh, and it's kind of like a safe place to ask questions that are even you know very beginner type questions. Yeah, and that's a good point. A lot of people, when they first discover and they they take the pill to send them down the the way of miles and points, um, to keep with that analogy, they find that when they talk to their friends about it, they all think they're crazy. Or my father-in-law, I think, still thinks I'm going to jail because of what I'm doing. (laughs) I don't think he fully understands it. But 
the when you're at home and people think you're nuts for opening six credit cards over a three month span, then you go to something like the Chicago seminars and you find out that everybody else is doing that too. And you kind of, um, my son said it best when we moved down to DC and he started going to school there and he said, I think I found my people. And that's uh, a lot of people come away from their first one of these meetups with that that kind of feeling that, oh, there are other people who think like me, who read the terms and conditions, who who want to travel as much as I do and don't think it's crazy to take 10 vacations a year. So that's that's a great thing that can come away from that if you're brand new to the game. Sure, sure. And just like this conference here, FinCon and CardCon and Chicago Seminars and some of the other ones we'll talk about, as much as you can, obviously, you want to attend the sessions that we can learn from the speakers because they have a lot of knowledge that they're sharing. But the really the big thing is, like you said, networking with the people that are there because a lot of conferences allow you to, to record the sessions and you can watch them later on. But really, that conversation with somebody in the hallway or over lunch or over drinks, you're, not, you're never going to be able to recreate that. So even if you're going to be a little late to a session, finish that conversation with somebody because you may get that little nugget. It's going to be that one thing that really saves you a lot of money or gets you that dream trip that you've been trying to, uh, you've been trying to book for years. Yeah. And that's another great thing about the Chicago seminars because everyone stays, well, not everyone because the hotel fills up, but a majority of the people who are there stay in that same hotel. So people don't branch out to different places and split up. Or if you, if you go down to the bar or the restaurant there, you're going to find most of the people from the conference there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you'll get some of that great information. Um, now you and I have been talking about a conference and I guess this is the, the first time we're really going to mention it here. And it's not something we have set in stone yet and we don't have dates picked, but we thought since we were talking about these conferences and meetups, we should mention it. Um, we've been getting a lot of requests through Award Travel 101, and you've been talking to a lot of people through Bald Thoughts, uh, and hearing a lot that people want to get started in this, but they just don't know where to start. Um, so we're looking at producing a new conference that we think we're going to call Award Travel 101 Boot Camp, which will be a weekend session but we're going to, it, it won't just be about sitting in workshops and sitting in sessions. It will also be about exploring the city we're in. And I'll, I'll let you talk a little bit about what sure. we're trying to do with that as we go forward with planning. There are cities that either you've wanted to travel to or that when you're there, you're like, wow, there's some really cool things to do here. But unfortunately, you're sitting in conference sessions all day and then you're in dinners at night. And you travel to the city, you've, you pay for your ticket, either in miles or points, and you never got to really see any part of the city other than the airport and the hotel. So really what we're going to do is we've been taking a look at all these different conferences like Chicago seminars and what are they doing that's really good and what are some other things we can do to enhance the experience and give people more value for, for the money that they're paying. Yeah, and I, there's a, a couple of cities that we're looking at. We're waiting to hear back with some proposals to figure out the location. But what we're looking at doing is having some local restaurants, having some local activities, definitely having time in that weekend, whether it be a three or a four day weekend, if people want to extend it, that you can get out and see that city. So it's kind of like a, a vacation with the bonus of learning about miles and points and travel so that 
it's like a vacation multiplier, I'll call it, because you <laughs> yeah. get to go on vacation, but you also learn about how to plan your next five vacations. So absolutely, that's that's definitely something for people to look forward to. And we're going to talk more over the next few days and get to planning that and try and bring that to be a reality as soon as we can. But uh, definitely for the the newer people and people who are trying to get into this and don't know where to start that's something that they can look forward to as as we go forward in the next few months here part of it also is that you know a lot of times you see these excellent speakers up at the front sharing their knowledge but you never get a chance to really talk to them other than maybe a couple minutes at, once they finished and so we're, we're really kind of putting in some aspects of the of the weekend where you get some uh, dedicated not one-on-one -on -one time but like small group time with those speakers so that way you can ask them the questions that maybe you're afraid to ask in front of an audience of a couple hundred people but you're willing to ask it in a, in a group of like five or 10, you know, because a lot of those same people are, are, are going to have the same questions as you. Yeah. And a lot of those speakers, what people don't realize is they all started somewhere too. And they, there was a time when they had those same questions and it may be super easy for them to answer them now, but they understand where you're coming from and that the, the name of ultimate rewards versus membership rewards versus thank you versus who I have flex perks. And yeah, yeah. I mean, those are all transferable currencies, but are flexible currencies, but they all have very strict rules about them and they're all very different and none of them make sense what bank they go with because they have nothing to do with the bank names. So it, it, it even as something as simple as that for you and I gets very complex for the beginner and yeah. we realize that and we want to help those people to understand and get, get moving on with that. Yeah, and no, no matter what, you're going to have a learning curve. You know, it, you're not going to go to one of these conferences and all of a sudden after a weekend, you're going to know everything. But the thing is that by having these, you know, attending these sessions and interacting with the speakers and, and kind of getting that, that small group knowledge from them, it's going to accelerate your learning very quickly. And so that way it's not going to take as many years as it took Jeff and I to, to get to where we are. You're going to be able to accelerate very quickly and, and get there and book that next trip that you really want to, that you really want to go on and, and have just amazing memories. Even if your spouse doesn't, really into it as much as, a, as much as you really want them to do, you're going to make that happen and they're going to see the power of those miles and points and it's going to be a lot easier conversation the next time you ask them to apply for a card or to, to use, the, or or use the right card instead of the wrong card when they're making that transaction. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully we've convinced all of you to go to a conference, whether it's the Chicago seminars or the, the first award travel 101 boot camp that we're going to do, or whether it's frequent traveler university or whether it's, there's, there's a ton of them out there. Um, but definitely look into those. You'll not only learn a lot of information, but you'll get a lot better at learning the right questions to ask as you go forward and how you can take your travel to the next level. So speaking of that, before we close up here, let's do a, a quick recap. Um, the latest trip you took and the next trip you're excited about, just a, a quick one minute on each of them. Sure, sure. So as I mentioned earlier, I just took a trip to Brussels with my daughter. Uh, we flew from Nashville to, to Chicago on Southwest. Um, you know, a few points used the companion pass for her to fly for free. Uh, 40,000 40, miles each on KLM and 60,000 miles back uh, on United to fly business class both ways. And we erased the $700 in taxes using the Capital One Venture Card. 
And then we stayed uh, at the Marriott using a one-week certificate that we earned from, from trading in some of those points. And so it was a great vacation. My daughter was only four years old, so it was a little scary for me, you know, being a, being a dad trying to take her yeah. on that trip one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. And she uh, made some questionable choices, like wanting her waffle plain with nothing on it. Yes. When they have so many delicious toppings over there. But again, yeah, it was incredible. Her. But, you know, uh, she had a good time. We had plenty of ice cream to make up for it, you know, so that was all good. Uh, I, I definitely recommend people travel with their children, even if your spouse can't go with you. It's a wonderful opportunity for you to be able to, to create those memories just one-on-one. -on -one and um, I, just really, I just really value those times. Uh, the next trip is actually kind of along those same lines. I'm taking my son in October from, again, from Nashville to, to Chicago to, to position. Um, but we're flying KLM again to Amsterdam, going to be there for a few days. Then we're going to fly uh, to Billund where the Lego factory is at. So he's eight years old. We're going to go see Legoland, uh, the original Legoland in Denmark. We're going to the factory, the Lego house. This is going to be Lego, Lego, Lego everywhere we go for That'll a couple days. Absolutely amazing. I, I studied in Copenhagen when I was in college and we had different groups that were doing different projects. And one of the other groups as part of their projects got to go there. Okay. And as a college student with no money and not really knowing <laughs> anything about travel, I didn't make the trip out there because I wasn't part of that group. And to this day, I regret not going and visiting that, that Lego headquarters because I was so close. Yeah. Well, the thing is, your kids are, you know, I mean, not too old either. So you can take them to Legoland or you can just pretend and go yourself. Yeah, that might be more the thing. We did Legoland <laughs> in California a few years back, but I think they're getting to the age now where they would roll their eyes at oh, that, sure. even though they love playing with Legos at home. So yeah, that's I mean that's why I'm booking this trip now because my son's eight; he'll be nine next year, and I really want him to enjoy it and really be into it like he is right now with Legos. And they, you know, it's one of those things I could, like I said earlier, I could have got another job. I put all those time, all that time and years into things, but. I'd be missing out on opportunities like this to be able to spend one-on-one -on -one time with them. Yeah, and so. that's, that's one of the most important things and one of the best things you can do as a dad is to, to spend that time with your kids and take them and show them the amazing parts of the world. Mm -hmm. So as we close up here, I know you've got a meeting in a couple of minutes here, so we can't run long. But just give me a, a quick where we can find you, where people can find you, and we'll link to all that. Sure, sure. So right uh, on a regular basis at baldthoughts.com. That's where I talk about my trips. Uh, miles and points, uh, things of that nature. And then I have my podcast called We Travel There, where I interview local experts from around the world. Uh, so do international cities, domestic, small, big. Uh, coming up um, is coming up is we just did Calgary, just did Charlotte, and I believe coming up is uh, Jacksonville is one of the next cities. So a little bit of everything. And it's, is it's basically personal one-on-one -on -one conversations with an expert on that that way you can find out like the good restaurants that are, aren't just the touristy ones. And you can find out where all the locals eat, uh, find ways to skip, skip the line on some of the popular attractions, how to save all money. The, all the details from yeah. an insider. Absolutely. And, so, uh, and then I also have all the social media handles for, for both on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, at Bald Thoughts and at We Travel There. All right, and we'll link to all that in the show notes. But uh, as as we close up, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I know you're busy with a lot of meetings and a lot of stuff going on for these conferences. But uh, a, a huge thanks to you, Lee, for joining us today. And we we'll look forward to talking to you again in the future. Yeah, it was my pleasure. And I really look forward to seeing everybody at AT101 Bootcamp. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Lee Huffman 
of baldthoughts.com and the We Travel There podcast. There was some great information there about how you can kind of find the people that think the same way you do and always want to talk about miles and points and travel. And we hope to see you at a conference sometime soon. For those of you that are new at things, be sure to keep an eye out for the Award Travel 101 Boot Camp, which Lee and I are working on and we'll be putting together. More information will be coming in the coming months about that and when you can get registered and when that conference will have its, uh, when it will happen for the first time. If you like what you heard in the podcast, be sure to subscribe and also give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform because that's how other people see what we're doing and see how to find us. And that's all we have for today. Until next week, come join in the conversation at the Award Travel 101 Facebook group and safe travels to each and every one of you wherever you're headed in the world.